welcome back to One, One Thing, Thing About, About Us. Us. We're on episode four. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I said this last episode. I already make the joke that we're professionals now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact. How are you doing, Kika? You know, it's not my finest hour. <laughs> last time, uh-huh. it was me. Mm-hmm. Whenever you were like, how are you? And I was like, I'm good. And you're like, no, you're not. Now the roles are reversed. I know. You said the breakdown was coming. Yeah. How's the breakdown? You know, it's not, I can't remember if I said this to you just in life or on the pod, but like I've experienced work being like hell <laughs> and because nothing will ever compare to that, I'm always like, it's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it, it's a lot. Yeah. But it's okay. We're good. Everything's fine. Yeah. I mean, we both juggle a lot. Multiple yeah. jobs. You have like 15 jobs. I just have the two. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're getting through. We're getting through. Everything's yeah. fine. It's kind of just like growing up and being a big girl. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> but we're just kids. Yeah, I'm taking on a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, and she's gotta take that. You're killing it. Thanks. Absolutely killing it. Thanks. Um, we <laughs> we have something crazy to share with the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wait, I want to say it. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I assume we're saying the same thing. Um, on our last episode, we challenged each other uh, in a pact, um, a, a dare, if you will, yeah. to see who could go on a date first. That's what it was, right? That's to see who was, could go on yeah. a date first from the dating apps. The next day, <laughs> <laughs> Katie Jo texted me and was like, I got a date. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that, like, I wasn't even thinking about the... The, the, the bed? The bed, Which is yeah. hilarious to me because the first thing I thought I was like, God damn it, I lost. <laughs> and we get to talk about it on the pod. Those are my first two thoughts because I'm a business-minded woman. No, I I'm love about that. my bag. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I literally went on a date. And you know what's so funny is the last podcast, I literally said, yeah, I'm on the apps, but I'm never going to meet any of these guys. It's not happening. There's yeah. no way. Um. But you also said it was your New Year's resolution. Exactly. So this is what I think it was. I just get set on something mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, if I talk about something, I'm just going to make it happen or I'm going to do it and I'm going to figure it out. So I had set this New Year's resolution and this goal to go on a single date and you and I had talked about it and we had been talking so much about how like the only reason I wasn't going on any dates was because of like my own insecurity. Mm-hmm. And the more I had talked about it and thought about it, I was like, you know what? Like, if the only reason I'm not going to go on a date is my own insecurity, that's not a good enough reason. Yeah. And I just was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to make myself go. And I did. And you did. And what's so crazy is I don't know anything about this date. No. It was last weekend. Yeah. And I don't know a thing. I was like, save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. So, um, first of all, I won the date. I mean, I won the uh, bet. So, you yeah, owe you me won. something. Yeah. What, what do I owe you? I don't know. We didn't make a thing. I asked us to make a thing. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. but we didn't pick one. I mean, you can pick later. Yeah. Whatever you want. Um. Okay, so the date. It was good. It was like, I don't think that I want it to, like, continue. Like, I don't want to, like, really see. You got to back up. <laughs> okay, okay. You yeah. got to gotta back up. So tell us about the guy. Okay. And then who initiated. Mm-hmm. And then where you went. And then what you would rate it out of 10. Oh, okay. So, um, it was the guy that I had also mentioned on the last podcast that me and him had been messaging. And it, he was just... It wasn't Where's My Dad guy, right? No. Oh, God, I wish I it was... Know. It's not Where's My Dad guy. <laughs> it was just nice, normal 
dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you're going to hear me call him nice multiple times, which, like... Bummer. It's just a bummer. Yeah. Um, nice guys finish last. He, and he is. So, yeah. he was just really kind and nice. And we were talking and we were chatting and the conversation was pretty... Just, like, chill. Like, he was... Very nice. Wait, what did you do on your date? No, I'm get, no, I'm not talking about the date. Yeah, I'm talking oh, about the, you're having the conversation. Yes. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so anyway, we had been talking for like a couple of days, maybe mm-hmm. like two days. And I was like, yeah, I'm walking out the park right now. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about LA, there's this park called Echo Park. And it is this big pond with like these little swan boats that go in the water and there's like this fountain and it's next to downtown and I go over there and walk all the time because I just like love it Mm -hmm. um but I had never done the swan boats before so I told him I was over there and he was like oh that's great like love echo park I've never done the swan boats and I was like yeah me neither Mm -hmm. and he was like well what are you doing this weekend Damn. And I was like, um, like, I don't really have any plans yet. Like, what about you? And he was like, he was like, I've got like this, that, and the other, but like, would you want to go do the swan boats? And I was like, honestly? And that's when I was like, oh no. Like, yeah, because I, I have to make a decision right now. Like, am I going to do this or yeah. am I not? And yeah, you did text me. You were like, hype me up. And I didn't respond for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing was, is, it was going to be, we were going to be hanging out, like, out in public, doing something I already was wanting to do. It's a lot of green flags. And it was, like, it was something fun and, like, different than just, like, oh, let's go to the movies. Let's go to uh, get dinner. Let's go to coffee. Like, mm-hmm. it was something fun and creative and, like, outside of the box. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So mm-hmm. I committed. I wanted to back out so many times. Like, mm-hmm. literally the night before. He has already made us a reservation for these swan boats. He, and was, re- he was absolutely just lit <laughs> about going to... I can't believe I said lit. <laughs> he, was, he was lit. I couldn't think of a better word. He was fired up <laughs> about going to the swan boats. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. And then I was like, no. Like, f- forget everything else. You're doing this to prove to yourself that you can do it. It's like, true. Rip off the band-aid. You just got to go. Mm-hmm. So I threw away all my insecurities. And I was just like, I'm going to go. And it's going to be great. <laughs> And I did. I went. We met up at the park. He uh, he was cute. He was nice. We got on these freaking boats. He paid for it. And okay. we get on the boats, and they give you an hour, which yeah. feels like a long amount of time. It's an extremely long amount of time. It's not that big of a pond. Uh, yeah. And also, I thought about this as we were like, as I was on my way over there, I was like, wait, this is going to be so awkward. You're trapped. Because <laughs> it's like, we're, on a boat. we're pedaling on a boat together, and like, we have to steer this boat together. Uh-huh. Like, it was an intense thing to do with someone, that, oh, with a stranger. Like, yeah. with someone that I literally have never met before. Mm-hmm. Um, So it was definitely, there were moments where it was awkward, like mm-hmm. 100%. Like, because mm-hmm. he was just a little bit more shy and reserved. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went into overdrive of being like, so sure. tell me about your family. So tell me yeah, about yeah. this. You're just too and good like, at that. I just, I had to. I couldn't do the awkward yeah. silence. I had to. Yeah. Um. So we just like talked about like literally everything. He was just like, he was just really nice. Like I know I keep saying that, <laughs> but, and like, I don't mean it as a negative thing. I, that's what I was going to ask. Is I like, don't is mean it, it nice with a slightly like, and like just nice. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. He was it just could nice. have been sad. 100%. Yeah. Let me get to the bad part. Okay. Oh. So Ooh, okay. we are leaving and it was so cute. Like, oh my gosh. Like we were, he was like, I think we're coming up on an hour. And I was like, oh. yeah, like we can head back. And he was like, yeah, no pressure though. Like, and you can oh, oh. No. And I was like, okay. Oh, wow. And then afterwards he's like, well, where did you park? And I was like, oh, I'm over there. And he's like, okay, I'll walk you to your car. And I was like, that's so kind. Like, absolutely. Like, that's yeah. for sure. So, honestly, when we walked to my car, that was probably, like, the best conversation we had. Maybe because really? we, like, weren't in this awkward boat. Yeah. But, like, we were just talking and walking, and it was, like, good. We get to my car, and I'm like, oh, this is my car. And he was like, oh, well, okay. And then we hug. Oh, brutal. <laughs> did you side hug, or did you full No, hug? full hug. Was it, like, were your arms beneath, or did you crisscross? Crisscross. Oh. And, um, and I and he was like six foot, so it was like, why did I do that? Like, why? <laughs> you have one of your arms yes. just in the sky. Yes, That's it bad. was. A Chris Cole hug is very broy. It was literally awful. Like mm-hmm. having to face him and then be like, just because it's just like I didn't want him to kiss me. I mean, it was like two p.m. Like we're not about to like do it. Like no, you know what I mean? Like I didn't want him to kiss me, but I also like I can't just be like bye. So like, yeah. oh, we just awkwardly hugged, and it was the worst moment of my entire life like wow you hated that hug because i'm just not an awkward person no and i don't like awkward situations mm-hmm. that was the most awkward i've maybe ever felt in my life like wow it was bad you were completely disarmed by the situation i was so cringed out and then afterwards kika it mm-hmm. was it was adorable and endearing <laughs> mm-hmm. but like not not sexy not my future uh partner adorable yeah he as he was turning around after our hug, I'm like walking away to get to my car. Yeah. He first of all like kind of trips a little bit. Oh. <laughs> and then he's like trying to say like have a good weekend, but like he can't talk. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. I know he like trips a little bit. He's like, okay, have a good. We I'll talk to you. <laughs> I literally was like, oh my. So I get in my car and I just scream because I'm like, that was so crazy. But you lived. No, and it like like I said, it was good and he was so nice. Mm-hmm. But because of how awkward the hug was, I don't know if I could ever face him again. Intense recency bias. Yeah. Like, finishing with the hug was kind of it, what finished it, you in the end. It really did. And then that's brutal. But, I mean, so good for my ego, though, because afterwards, <laughs> like, literally, like, maybe two hours later, he was like, hey, I had so much fun. Like, yeah. um, like would love to see you again, whatever. Um, so, all in all, it was a very positive experience. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, now that, like, I've had days to, like, recover from the awkward hug, mm-hmm. I don't regret going. I'm good proud of myself for going. Yeah. And, like... For a hinge date, uh-huh. it was like, it could have been so much worse. So, Perfectly mid. 100%. And yeah. like, he was like a great person to have that first experience with. Yeah. Because he was just like so Harmless. chill. Yeah. Okay, I have three things to say. Okay, I'm Two ready. of them are questions, one is a statement. Okay. I'll start with a statement. One, um, I bet he thought it was the best date of his life because like, when you're not contributing much to the conversation, but the other person is doing so much, I feel like you don't pick up on it. So he probably was like, I'm killing it right now because you were so conversational. Yeah. And just saying so much. He was like, this is awesome. We are <laughs> vibing on an equal level. I'm sure that's what he thought. This poor guy. <laughs> it was like, I crushed it. That's my first thought. So I completely understand that he was like flustered and that he yeah. texted you back later. He was like, that went awesome. <laughs> like, 
Absolute home run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> home run. Home run. Just absolutely shot it out of the park. Is that what people say? Yeah. Hit, hit it out hit of it the out of the park. Hit, hit it. it. Yes, that's a, I played softball. <laughs> okay. okay, cool. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not doubting you. I'm doubting myself. Yeah. Um, you played softball? Yeah. That's why you buy I, energy. That's so true. Did you guys have the no-bo homo thing? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't make this up. I've um, talked to I, Whenever I was 12, mm-hmm. I played softball on the 16-year-old team. Oh. That happened a lot in my so life. Oh, gay. I don't know why. That also happened with golf. When I was in <laughs> when I was in middle school, I was on the high school golf team. That's so gay. I don't know why. I was just so freaking good. No, I'm just kidding. You're not it's kidding be- at all. It's because our teams were so bad. Can't blame you. That like yeah. I being younger was still like up to par. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Anyway. That's pretty gay of you. The no bow homo thing has been shared with me by former softball players that if you wore the bow in your hair for games, you were straight. And if you didn't wear the bow, you were gay. It was an indicator. I believe you. Thank I you. would have wore a bow in my hair. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in middle school, no, I wouldn't have. I looked so terrible every single day. Given I White. wore ugly sweatpants and an ugly t-shirt every single day. We don't agree about this, but we've had the whole conversation. We've had the conversation, and whatever cute middle school Katie you're picturing, she doesn't exist. <laughs> I know. It's not that. I just think you were probably cool for dressing that way. It was because so that was the cool bad. thing. You know what? Let's just get into my Let's questions. move on. Yeah, okay. Um, don't remember the second one, but let me start with the first one. Did you text him back? Okay, so here's my plan. <laughs> you haven't texted him back yet? No, I did. Oh, okay. But Sorry. then he texted me again. Uh, and I've honestly keep forgetting about it. Okay. But okay, so he texted me, and I was just, I kept it pretty short. I was just like, hey, I had a good time too. Same. Because I didn't want to shut it down completely mm-hmm. because I did have a nice time. So mm-hmm. I don't want to like completely shut the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'm not trying to see him like tomorrow because I need to recover from the cringe. Sure. So I was just like, I kept it short, whatever. And then he messaged me like the next day and we had talked about like a Super Bowl party I might go to. And he was like, did you ever go to that Super Bowl party? LOL. Just like trying to make conversation. I was like, tell Ooh. me you love me already. <laughs> like, God. Oh my God. Um, and then I responded really late because I've just been busy and I said like, no, LOL. Like, what about you or something like that? And he mm. responded something. How's your day been? And I haven't responded Ooh, to that. He tried to keep it going for real. He has been trying to keep it going and I haven't responded to that. So we'll see. Okay. Interesting. Cause I advised you to just put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. But it seems like you don't want to. Well, I thought about it Yeah. and I was like, do I, but I didn't, uh, this is probably like a, I probably shouldn't do that, but I'm like, a part of me wants to just like slightly keep the door cracked. Mm. And I'm like, is that bad? Probably. There's a word for that. Breadcrumbing. Yeah. It's not the same, but... It's fine. It's on hinge. I'm sure... Yeah, it's it's fine. fine. I agree with you. It's fine. It's not like an in real life relationship. Exactly. I'm not slamming you in any way. I totally agree with you, but do you actually want to see him again or do you just want the opportunity potentially in the future. So I've been thinking about it mm-hmm. and I think that it's like, I think it would be a waste of time because a waste there's of time to see him again. Yes. Mm. For both of us, because I just truly don't think we are compatible. And like the more I think about that, that I'm true. like, that's just a waste of time for both of us. Just put the nail in. Yeah. Yeah. But now you've gotten kind of far from your perfect opportunity to put the name. That's true. Maybe if he asked me to hang out like soon, then I'm going to be like, no, maybe just go on another date. 
Maybe. I thought about that, too, but then I'm like, oh, if he tries to, like, freaking kiss me or something. That probably will happen. I think I would die. But after two dates, I feel like you can so solidly and fairly say to someone, like, I gave this a real shot. And I don't think we're compatible. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. I mean, if he's a realistic dude, he'll probably feel the same way. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Who knows if he's a realistic dude? Do you want to hear the craziest thing he said? And you, I I wasn't going to tell you this, just because (laughs) you're going to react to it so crazy. Okay, you want to hear something? This was one of his opinions on our date, and I I'm literally so lost my mind when he okay. told me this. Okay. He said that he thinks <laughs> we were talking about movies because okay. he's really into movies and film, and I was kind of telling him like I don't really care about movies. Yeah. And he said that he thinks that Magic Mike Two <laughs> is one of the greatest films of our decade <laughs> of the <Yeah>. last decade. <laughs> First of all, he's gay. <laughs> I literally was like, King. <laughs> I don't know about that. Interesting. Second of all, I haven't seen it. I know, but isn't that the craziest thing you ever heard? Even if yeah. you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but what is he talking about? Did he about? say it like with his whole chest? Or was he like, ah ha ha ha? He like laughed a little bit. Mm, but he, he said it with his whole chest. But he like, ha- like he was going into like the storyline of the movie. Oh. And he was like, just the way, I can't even remember what he said, but it was like. He talked too much about Magic Mike too. Magic. And I was just like, okay. Wow, that's funny. It was weird. But, I mean, he he was bold enough in calling them in. He was like, it's not just about the hot guys in the movie. (laughs) And I was like, okay. (laughs) So, I don't know. Maybe he's just a feminist. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Did you learn anything interesting about him? What's the coolest thing about him? He, (laughs) this Mm -hmm. isn't cool. He um, saw a guy die. (laughs) on a hike hike? yeah he saw him die or saw a dead guy um saw him die (laughs) how well that's what i said and he was like he but like he was like oh my god why am i about to tell you this and then he told me i was like you're like you brought it up um but we were talking about hiking, and he was like, yeah, I saw a guy die one time. And, I mean, he basically said that he doesn't know really what happened. But like, the, I don't understand. Did he see him keel over? Yeah. Like, he saw the guy, like, collapse and stuff. Oh. So it wasn't from the circumstances of hiking. I thought it was, like, a coyote. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, what happened? I think it was just, like, health issues. <laughs> Did he, like, fall <laughs> off a cliff? That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, so he said that, and then, yeah. Strokes. They'll get you anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah. that's that's my updates. <laughs> okay, so the coolest thing about him is he saw a guy die. I don't know if that's true, but it was the one. That you That learned. and the magic mic thing that's left with the you. biggest impression. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Oh, gosh. Great. So funny. Well, congratulations on. Thank you. Your big first experience. Oh, no, I have a, a last question. I remembered it. Okay. So at the beginning of our last episode, you revealed after a little bit of a poking and prodding that the reason you didn't want to go on a date is because they're going to think you're an uggo. Yeah. That was your fear. Uh-huh. Did that fear occur to you at any point during the process? Like when you were sitting in your car waiting to get out to get in the swan boat or so, during the swan boat or after the swan boat? I just decided... That I wasn't gonna like do that to myself. Slay. And I was like, I've just gotta simply 
like, I'm not going to get over these insecurities and these fears by doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've actively got to put myself out of my comfort zone to Mm -hmm. grow my confidence in this area. Yeah. So, that's what I did. And um, it was great. I obviously, like, there were moments where... I was like, oh my God, like, oh, if I wear this, he's going to think I look fat. Or if I wear mm-hmm. this, I'm going to look like ugly in this. Or mm-hmm. I got to do my hair like this because it looks the best. Whatever. Like there were obviously moments like that. Yeah. But I kept thinking about the conversation we had in the last podcast about how um, whenever you truly like someone mm-hmm. and you truly like love someone, appearance really doesn't matter. Yeah. And you're like, not even thinking about you're it. You're not even really thinking about it. And mm-hmm. I just kept reminding myself of like that truth and all the truths yeah. we talked about in the last podcast of yeah. like... They're spitting. They already, he's already seen my profile. Like he knows what I look like. If he he thought I was disgusting, we wouldn't be meeting right now. Mm -hmm. And like past that, I know that I'm, I'm like worth love. And I know that I'm like worth being liked to where if he doesn't see that, then like that's his bad. So I decided to keep reminding myself of that truth whenever insecurity would come up before. So good job, girl. Yay. You did a great job. You really are a role model to me. Thank you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I truly just had to do it. Yeah. Does it feel like the next one will be easier? Like, See, I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know if I could ever do this again. (laughs) I know. That was the only reason I was bummed that it went that way. Because I'm like, it's a great springboard unless it scares you out of it, you know? I think that with hinge dates... I don't know if I'll ever be able to do one of those again just because, like, it was just, like, awkward. Like, I don't know how people do it regularly. Like, By just... one of those, do you mean hinge dates or um, swan boat dates? Hinge dates. Just because, like, just meeting a stranger. You gotta. Oh, that's, but do I? Yeah. Can't I just go out and meet other people other ways? What's the other way? Just being out in the world, living my life. What's the plan? Just if I see a smoking hot dude, just... What are you going to do? Going up to him and being like, what's up? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I mean, I just think that now, in a weird way, my standards for guys that I would be willing to meet up with is, like, higher. I think that's good. I think you learn something from each date. Like, I think a good learning for you on a future date is to almost not offer so much in conversation. Right. So you get a better metric of how good they are at, yeah, 100%. at contributing. Yeah, it was cool. And it also, like, it did confirm a few things that I already knew that I, like, was looking for. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was good. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I think that I would have to, like, really be like, oh, I really want to meet this guy, I think, to go on another one. Just because it was so freaking awkward. Yeah. But I do attest some of that to just him being shy, so. Mm. My friend slash old boss once said to me, uh, you just have to go on 30 dates. I said, three zero? <laughs> <laughs> That's she, a crazy number. Yeah. My friend Maya said that to me, too. Her friend did that and then, like, fell deeply in love on, like, the 10th one. Dang. It's like if you have 30 dates and they all flop, you tried. Yeah. You know? That's so true. Then you can throw in the towel. I, I don't know true. why 30 feels like the right number, but um, maybe 20. Do you care about going on a date soon? If I matched with anyone, I would. <laughs> <laughs> You're, do you, how much time have you ever even spent on Hinge in the more past week? More than I care to admit. More lately because we've been talking about it? Um, yeah, probably. But also, no, no, no. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'd be, I'd be freely hearting people. Swiping right. Dang. Hoping that one day <laughs> someone might see my value. <laughs> 
Sometimes it takes a while to match. Oh, I have to tell you though. Um, that friend that from high school that I went to dinner with the other day, she was telling me about this new dating app called Field. Let's go. <laughs> What's it about? I'm so scared. This face for everyone listening. <laughs> Kika's making the craziest face right now. Um. Anyway, I got on it. Field. F e e l d. Okay. As in feel, but no, field. no. <laughs> what is this about? Um, it's absolutely a threesomes app. <gasps> what? <laughs> like a hundred percent. And I semi knew that going in, but I didn't think it was all that. What do you mean? I would say that it's all that. Like, you, do you know what it? This is a little. Do you know what a threesome is? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a little risque. Okay. Um, if you are not mature and old, don't listen. Mature and old. <laughs> You're not a freaking hag. <laughs> Tune out right now. Um, do you know what a unicorn is? Oh, no. It's like the third that is in a threesome with a couple. Like if the couple that's that's dating wants to have a threesome, they'll find like a third person or like a stranger. And then that person is the unicorn. Do Does the unicorn hang around or do they? It's like Depends. a one-time thing. Depends. Oh, okay. okay. Some people want to do like a polyamorous thing. Not me. <laughs> I would be absolutely miserable if someone that I were into expressed no. a tenth of a feeling for, I don't know, a stranger, a celebrity? No. An idea? I would literally be broken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not me. But some people just want to, you know, just a one-time, you know? Yeah. Um, got on that app. No. <laughs> I'm not a What does the app, like, what happens on the app? It's exactly like any other dating app, except that... There's like singles profiles, or you can make like a couple profile. Oh, <gasps> crazy! I know that is wild. I know I didn't spend much time on there. Yeah, that seems a little crazy. Yeah. Have you ever like what other dating apps have you tried other than Hinge? Hinge, Bumble, Tinder. <laughs> I'm like laughing at myself saying all of them out loud. Um, for queer women, there's Her, Lex, Pure. Do you just prefer Hinge? I think that Hinge is a little more serious. Like, and I also think that, I don't know why, because Hinge isn't made for LGBTQ people, but it's folded into that community pretty seamlessly. Because, mm, like, Bumble is made for straight people, specifically. Because yeah. it's, like, only the women can message first, yeah. right? I don't know what Bumble is like for gay men. Just, you match and then you can't talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. But um, Hinge is good for that. Um, I feel like I did a lot of Tinder in college. Yeah. Um, to no avail. And it, it was just weird. I don't know. Interesting. I, don't know. I didn't know because I've only ever used Hinge. So, yeah. like, I don't know what the differences are. Oh, I've, I've also used Raya. Um, Let's go. I, How did you get invited on Raya? I was on the wait list for, hear this listeners, <laughs> three years. <laughs> But it's like mainly um, by reference and it yeah. shows you the people in your context that are on Raya. So I just like pinged a couple people and they like hit a button and then I was in. That's it. Weird. Yeah. Um, and I matched with one person on Raya okay. because everyone on Raya is obviously either the most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your entire life or any man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. So because I wanted to see everyone that was on there, I had men on. And I matched with one man. Okay. And then I went to go look him up on the internet. And by the time I got back to the app, he had unmatched me. <laughs> oh, my God. 
God. <laughs> That's it. Did I tell you about that one TikTok I saw of that girl that was like just went on a hinge date and like five minutes in he went to the bathroom and then yes, texted, told me, me texted me, sorry, I don't think this is working out. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Dang. Well, I'm excited for you to match someone because I want you to go on a date. Maybe one day. Maybe this week. Maybe this week. <laughs> I did it in a week. <laughs> Maybe. 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 I don't know. We'll spend some time with it after after the pod. Oh, God. Yeah, we should. I was just updating all my pictures to look like me. Ooh, brutal. Yeah. That's Pictures on the uh, profiles are always just like, ugh. Yeah. I I hate, the, the prompts are the worst. I just can't. Please tell me one of your prompts. I have to pull it up. Is that okay? Yeah. Mine is, um, we were talking about this earlier. Mine is, uh, I'll fall for you if. You laugh at my jokes and tell me I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. And the guys just love that. Like, the amount of replies I get and it verbatim says, ha, 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 you're so pretty. Yeah. It's just the easiest way for them to message me. But most of the time, they're ugly, so. Okay. <laughs> A lot of men are. Um, Let's look at my Hinge profile. Oh. I've talked about, did we already talk about this on the pod? Uh-huh. I have a K-pop like prompt on there. It says yeah. my love languages and I said K-pop. Oh yeah. And whenever anyone responds to it, I'm like, ew. It's awful. I'm like, don't talk about K-pop. We talked about that last week. As if I didn't talk about K-pop. My other one is that my most irrational fear is that, we did talk about this, that yeah. a tsunami sweeps over the city of Los Angeles and sharks swim through the streets. I love that. And then my last one is I recently discovered that Big Bird has been six years old for 50 years. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's me. That's us. Dang. Well, I didn't expect this to be another hinge episode. I know. We got for a good half hour about it. We had to update the, the pod. I know. That was great. That was great. Congratulations again. Thank you. I did it. You did. But that's yeah. not the topic of this episode. That is not the topic. It's the opposite <laughs> yeah, it of the topic. Is. It's it literally the opposite. Is. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Um. So today's topic... Mm-hmm. We're just gonna. We haven't really prepped that much. Yeah, it's just independence mm-hmm. as a whole. How important it is. How to gain independence. Why you should work towards independence. Mm-hmm. And our experience with it thus far. Yeah, as a twenty-four and a twenty-six-year-old. Yeah. What just, do you think? I well, I think that sounds great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're like, no thanks. <laughs> Pass. Um, we both live alone. I stumbled all over that sentence. Um, not alone, but we both have moved out from our, our parents, family yeah. homes. When did you move away from your family? Do you count college? Because I lived in a different state for college. Yeah, I count that. 18. 18? Yeah. I think I moved away from my family's house when I was 19. Yeah. So, yeah. similar time. Yeah. Um, and we both have kind of gone relatively far distances. Like I grew up in Ohio. I went to school in Boston and then to California post-grad. Yeah. So coast to coast. And then what's your path? I lived in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Mm -hmm. then I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee, which is a few hours away from each other. Mm -hmm. And then obviously now I'm in LA. Mm -hmm. So we both, which looking back, we are, it feels so weird to say this. But I'm like, looking back, I'm like, dang, we moved out young. Yeah, we did. Like, we moved away young. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy to look back on. Like, at the time, I was like, God, I'm so ready to get out of here. But looking back, I'm like, I was a child. Yeah, it's true. 
It's weird. Yeah. Well, I'm curious because when I talk to people about, you know, moving out, especially those that went far away for school or stayed really close to home for school, a lot of them, their parents were like, please stay close. You know what Mm. I mean? Like they wanted them to be within driving distance and they wanted them to come visit. And I'm curious what your family's attitude was towards you staying close to home or getting out of the house or anything like that. Um, I have a unique experience compared to my older brother and my older sister because by the time I got around, essentially, mm-hmm. I think my mom and dad, because they were, they were a little bit older, like, they were just kind of like, they had kind of given up on their expectations, I feel like, and they mm. were much more, well, maybe they always were more like, what do you guys want and what do you guys want to do? Yeah. And... At a pretty young age, I got really independent to where around like 16, as soon as I could drive, I was like never at our house. I was always out Mm. doing stuff, like always hanging out with my friends. Just anything that I could be doing, I would be doing it. My parents trusted me a lot to where they were just never really like worried about me. Um, But my older brother and my older sister both lived at our house Mm -hmm. through all of college. Mm -hmm. So I was the first one to move out, like, the youngest. Like, my brother had moved out. I think he was, like, graduated from college before he moved out Mm because he was getting married when he moved out. Yeah. And then my sister, who's three years older than me, was still living at our home Mm -hmm. when I moved out. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, the first one to really, like, leave. Yeah. So I definitely think that for my mom and dad, I don't think it was a thing of, oh, like, stay. I think they were so happy for me. Like, oh, that's good. Yeah, I think they were like, dang, she's really going out. Because mm-hmm. they knew it was going to make me happy. So they mm-hmm. were, like, just thankful that I was willing to go and actually go after what was going to make me happy. So yeah. I think more than anything, they were thrilled that I was, like, just doing something. Good. So, yeah, that was my experience. There was no – I never felt any pressure of, like – oh, that's too far, you can't leave. Like, even when I told him I was moving to LA, there was obviously that motherly, like, oh, like, don't leave, I'm going to miss you. Yeah. But even when my mom was saying that, my dad was like, Robin, like, we know this is what she wants. Like, let's just help her do whatever she needs to do. Is your mom's name Robin? Yeah. That's lovely. Isn't that sweet? (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Robin. Uh, Okay, yeah, I feel like that's a similar situation for me and probably why we both have kind of skedaddled so Mm -hmm. early in our lives, like my parents are both immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, they came to the States for college. Yeah. So also when they Wild. were like 18. That is crazy. Yes. From India. So, crazy. and that was a truly crazy time. Like they're, they always joke and it's kind of true. They're like, I came with $20 in my pocket and a pair of nail clippers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thing. Um, and no cell phones. Dang. Oh my God. And yeah. No joint bank accounts, you know? Like, they came to school when they were 18, and then since that day have only seen their family, like, once every three years. Wow. You know? Yeah. So, there was an expectation for me growing up that it was, like, you're going to go to the best college, and that is not here in Ohio. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, we were always going on college tours, like, across the country. Wow. So, I was prepared very early to get out of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and like if there was a good school near Cincinnati, Ohio, then like great, but probably not, you know, we were very much like New England area, um, is what we were looking at. So I was definitely pushed to leave in that regard. And then 
after college, well, in like my senior year, many, many people I knew took a year off to figure things out and stay at home for a year and just, you know, assess the next step. When I floated that idea by my parents, they like laughed in my face. They were like, what are you talking about? (laughs) They were like, you are not living here after college. Um, Which I think they regret now. (laughs) But I was like, well, shoot. Okay. You're like, all right. Yeah. So, so I screwed off to California. I was like, I wanted to move to LA when I graduated regardless. Yeah. Because before all of the world turned to like remote work, it was like, you really have to live where the jobs are yeah. to be able to get that job. Uh, like I remember it was a whole thing to put a fake address on your resume if you yeah. didn't live there, um, which I definitely did a couple times. So I was like, let me just get to LA, live there, and then I'll be able to secure a job Yeah, in the music industry, which is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Luckily, I got my job offer the day after I graduated college. Wow. Yes. Wow. And so many people had already gotten theirs. I was so anxious, but I did get it the day after I graduated. And so I moved to LA like the next month. That's crazy. And I've been here essentially ever since. I lived at home for a year during the pandemic, which I think is when my parents were like, oh, you should have never left. You live so far away. And I'm yeah. like, that's on you. That's so crazy. But yeah, they really wanted me to leave with love. With love. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I get that. Like looking back, I sometimes am like, Oh, dang, I wish I still lived with... Like, whenever yeah. there's people that are, like, literally our age or older, mm-hmm. and they live with their parents, I'm like, oh, I wish I could still live with my parents. Yeah. Like, not pay rent, be taken care I of, know. blah, blah, blah. Which, obviously, that would be awesome. But, and then I actually think about it, and I'm like, I would go insane. It's true. Having I would like, truly lose my mind. Having done, like, a test run on that for a year, I was hitting my head against the wall every That's what day. I was going to ask you. Having, like, been independent for so many years, how was it, like... What was it like during COVID going back and like being there? It was brutal, especially like given the COVID of it all, just being at home all the time. And my mom was relatively like immunocompromised. It was like, there was no, we were not doing things. We were not going outside. Um, And I was just truly trapped at home. And it's crazy how like, I think I've learned from having gone home for different intervals over the course of like living separate from my family, that so much of my mental health is tied to that place. Like if I go, I feel the way I felt in high school because just everything is the same. Yeah. My room looks the same. My surroundings oh, are the wow, same. Oh wow, that's crazy. I know. The places I go are the same and I'm like, why do I feel crazy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a long-term thing that yeah. I can do. I, it would be great financially and I'm grateful to have a family that would like let me back into their home whenever. Yeah. But, that is insane. Wow. What are are we talking about now? Well, I'm curious about like your journey to financial independence. Oh, okay. So my, I had a, um, uh, I was very fortunate. My, um, family, Mm -hmm. I moved out when I was 18 and my, I mean 19 and my dad basically was like, as long as you're in school. Because he did this for my brother and sister. This was the thing. Since my brother and sister lived at home during their college life, mm-hmm. and my dad essentially was like, as long as you are going to school, I won't make you have a job. Mm-hmm. He was doing the same thing for me, even though I wasn't living at home. So he mm-hmm. was like, you don't have to get a job if you're in school full time. Mm-hmm. So um, he paid for like my apartment. He paid for my wow. gas. He paid for my groceries. And like he essentially gave me like an allowance to be like, 
as long as you're in school getting good grades, like mm-hmm. that's your job and mm-hmm. like that's your responsibility. Good. So for the first like couple of years while I was in Nashville, that was what I was up to because I was mm-hmm. in school the whole time. Yeah. So um, he would just, you know, give me money and I was very fortunate. And I look back on that time and I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, you right? I know, literal right? idiot. Like, you don't know what you had. I, oh my God. I look back there. I didn't have a job. That's my crazy. job was school. That's like, crazy. I'm literally so dumb. Like, literally so dumb. Um, and actually, now that I'm looking back, I did get a part time job. So he wasn't fully paying for everything, mm-hmm. but like, he was paying my rent. And then I, like, was making money for spending. What was your like job? That. I worked um, as an assistant for uh, this random old gospel artist. Okay. <laughs> and I basically like worked in his shed and just like wow, organized. <laughs> I just like organized his paperwork and stuff. Wow, that's it terrifying. was so weird. That doesn't seem real at all. It was really weird, but um, he was like one of my friends at the time her dad. Mm-hmm. So like I would literally just basically hang out with her and get paid. Like mm-hmm. it was cool. Um, anyway, so that happened for a while and then I decided to drop out of school and I was like, okay, dad, give me a year essentially, or not mm-hmm. even a year. Like just give me however many months to prove to you that like I can get a job in the music industry without graduating. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then I'll be able to like take over all my finances. I just need your help. For, like, this wiggle room of, like, getting yeah. independent and stuff. And honestly, it took a... Like, I got a job pretty quickly. But, mm-hmm. like, whenever you're already out on your own trying to, like, learn how to take care of your finances for the first time, it's like, oh, my it's God. Horrifying. It's crazy. Very challenging. It's really, really crazy. So, I mean, honestly, I was really fortunate to have, like, a dad that was willing to help me figure it out. And, mm-hmm. like, even now, if, like something is really bad and I like if my car broke down or something and it was thousands of dollars and I just Mm -hmm. didn't have it like I'm so fortunate to where he would like help me for sure like I'm not gonna go hungry or anything like he's there for me there for me but also it's like that gets to a point where view people listening are probably like oh my gosh like that's so great take advantage of that forever after like a couple of years you're like I need to get a job right now. Yeah. It is the worst feeling in the entire world mm-hmm. asking your parents for money. It yeah. is so terrible. At least mm-hmm. for me, it got that way. Like, I mm-hmm. hated having to ask for anything from them yeah. because they had given so much for so long. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel like now that's like honestly one of my biggest motivations for working so hard. Mm-hmm. And it's why I take so much pride now in paying all of my bills and having a savings and like whenever something random comes up knowing that they aren't paying for it but I am paying for it it's mm-hmm. like this weird level of like confidence of this independence because I was not independent for so long yeah specifically financially mm-hmm. I agree like I find the idea of being reliant on my parents still very challenging mm-hmm. I just like can't do it yeah you know I feel like I've been able to see all of the different ways of living in LA. Like when I first came here, I shared a room. Yeah. It was a two bedroom apartment, two girls per room. Mm -hmm. So four of us total, just so I could pay $700 a month with my like teeny tiny illegal salary. It was actually under the California legal salary. That is so (laughs) crazy. You said, I love LA. I know. (laughs) It was like anything to get me here, right? Like I remember, like I would get paid on 
like every other Wednesday. And on like the previous <laughs> Friday, I would be like, guess we're not eating for four days. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> and that's what I would do. And yeah. I, would just, I would just live with it. And I did not like want to ask my parents to sustain my lifestyle. Yeah. I was like, I didn't have to come out here. Right. That's what it is. I didn't have to take this job. Yes. Yeah. You know, I made that choice. Right. And now I just, I got to I made my bed. I have to lie in exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They eventually, they're very kind and they came to visit and they were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so I had a gas card. I had a reloadable gas gift card that they would fill every week. Cause I also drove a 2005, <laughs> Honda Pilot. Why <laughs> did you bring that to LA? It was a family car. What else was I going to bring to LA? <laughs> That's true. That's it. It got passed on to me, and it was like two miles a gallon, yeah. maybe. And gas is so expensive, obviously. So yeah. it would just eat up gas, and so they helped me out in that way. When I got my next job, which is the job that I'm currently in, I took a big salary hike, comparatively. Yeah. I hit the LA legal limit. Let's go. <laughs> I, I got a $15,000 raise and hit the LA legal limit just to oh, give you a sense of how little I was making before. Wow. Um, and so then I could pay for my own gas. Yeah. And then that's when I got to live in my own room for the first time. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, in an apartment with two other girls. And that was like living very lean, yeah. but still like actually completely making it by on my own you know what I mean and that was crazy yeah and you know over time I won't recap each phase but I've like gotten more raises I now live alone yeah um which is cool and it's been this transition of uh paying for my own health insurance yeah which is now like I'm not on my family's plan because I'm old 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 (laughs) 26 years old but I like I need to do that yeah you know I also, you mentioned this. Like, I take a lot of pride in being able to handle random expenses that yeah. come up. Like, my dentistry thing. Like, oh I gosh. think the reason it crushed me so much is because I was like, I don't know if I can do this alone. Yeah. I yeah. did. <laughs> but, but yeah. It, it's just so much. But it's a real, it's a real taste of adulthood. Yeah. Like, whenever I think of, like, people who have children, so, like, my parents, yeah. I'm like, Why? It's absolutely, like, blows my mind. Because I have so many close, close friends with, with children. kids, yes. Like, I have so many now. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like, most of them are still back in Nashville. But my, like, best friends, Drew mm-hmm. and Lindsay, they're about to have baby number three. No. And I'm happy like, for them. Happy but... for them. But I'm just like, I can I don't understand how you do it. No. Financially. No. Like, I... It just is the most mind-blowing thing of all time. Yeah. No, it's crazy to me. And, like, even, like, I want a dog. I'm, like, I can't have a dog. So expensive. I think about that all the time with Lily's cat. <laughs> I'm, like, so expensive. I would love the idea of that, but absolutely not. You're, ta- you're not taking any of my money. If anything goes wrong with an animal, one, it's incredibly expensive. Two, they're, like, do the most expensive thing you've ever seen or we'll kill it. No, literally. <laughs> like, why would I? T- oh, I can't. That's I, a whole other conversation. But. No, I can't. No, it's crazy. There's, like, nothing better than, like, I remember the first couple of times I had a conversation with my dad about, like, oh, dad, like, this happened, and, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got to pay, like, whatever, and, like, he would so gently be, like, okay, well, like, let me know if you need any help, or, like, do you have yeah. enough for that, or, like, whatever, mm-hmm. and I could respond, like, no, it's okay, like, I got it, and, like, <laughs> nothing feels better than those, like, first couple times of being, like, no, I got it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. When my parents came to visit, I took them to the highest rated restaurant in Los Angeles. It's a, <laughs> it's a Thai restaurant in Sherman Oaks. 
And at the end, I grabbed the bill and their eyes were just like sparkling. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are equalizing the playing field That's over just here. just so, uh, It's a good feeling. It is a good feeling. Yeah, but I feel like my parents really prepped me to do that. My dad is mm. very intense about financial security. Yeah. Like, I think I get a text about my 401k like every single day <laughs> from him. You and I are very different in that way. My dad is the like worst person with finances finances of all time. Really? Like he's terrible. Really? Didn't teach me a thing. Oh no. He's really, really bad. Mm. So we had different experiences. Well, I'm happy to pass on the knowledge that I <laughs> that I have learned about like Vanguard investments yeah. and 401ks and Roth IRAs. There's so much to know and there's literally no way to learn it. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that because I need I don't know anything. Yeah, I just want to I don't know, retire securely, I guess. <laughs> I saw something that said to have a secure retirement, you should aim to have a million dollars in savings. Which I guess makes sense because you have to fund the rest of your life. That's crazy. Until you die. Yeah. But come on now. That's absolutely insane. And you have to start contributing when you're 20. We really missed the boat on that one. <laughs> we <laughs> did. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> if you're younger, <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, what do you think are some of the key lessons you had to learn when becoming more independent? Ooh. That's hard. That is a hard question. Um, definitely you can't have everything. Oh, yeah. Like, you may want everything so bad. And, like, to an extent you think you can have everything in terms of, like, the amenities of your apartment or the things that you want to do. But I think growing up is making sacrifices all over the place. Mm -hmm. Like, what part of town you want to live in or yeah. what vacations are going to go on. Or even, like, you got to get your work done. So, like, what outing are you going to skip? You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So, learning about that. Yeah. I think that's probably, it's the biggest lesson, but it's probably still my biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think learning that being independent doesn't necessarily mean you're alone. Mm -hmm. So, just being willing to, like, openly ask for help mm -hmm. is a big one. Not necessarily in the way of, like, hey, dad, I need money or whatever, mm -hmm. but, like, just being open to learn mm -hmm. because it's like there might be a better way to like take care of yourself mm -hmm. or live that mm -hmm. you wouldn't know about unless you're asking people yeah, and like true. being willing to learn like hey how do you like buy groceries how do mm -hmm. you like manage your bills how do you budget how do you whatever like yeah. openly being willing to learn mm -hmm. and not just trying to figure it all out by yourself because there's a difference and there's probably a better way to do something. I agree because the thing that came into my head right as you were saying that was that like no one can do this alone. Right, You know yeah. what I mean? I think I learned that when I started living alone. I live in a one-bedroom apartment by myself and some days I'm just like, why did I do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to handle everything totally alone down to like doing the dishes. Yeah. But that's I guess eventually what life yeah. is. I think also a big one, and this is something that I'm like, I struggled with in the past because my parents were very much, we'll do it for you people. Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm. honestly, growing up, like I did not do my laundry until I moved out. I, I didn't wow. do, I didn't do anything until I moved out. Now that I'm thinking about it, I did oh. not do the dishes. I did not cook. I did oh not God. do my laundry. I literally did not do anything. No chores. No, nothing. My mom did everything for us. Every wow. single thing. So whenever I moved out on my own, like, 
obviously you do all that stuff mm-hmm. by yourself. And luckily it was, wasn't a challenge for me to figure out. Thankfully, I know mm-hmm. that could have taken away different turn. Yeah. But so something I had to learn in the past is like, whenever you do like hit something where you're like, Oh dang, I don't really know how to do this. Like, how mm-hmm. do you file your taxes? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like not just like throwing it off and being like having someone else do it for you, whatever, but like taking the time to learn it and then actually applying it moving forward Yeah. or just like, figuring out how to do things like it's just not that hard i was just gonna say anything can be learned yeah it's kind of amazing that's me learning about roth iras and like scaled investment funds right yeah i'm like damn i'm learning stuff every day (laughs) literally and the other thing i'm learning as i'm learning that is that you're never gonna feel like a grown-up ever yeah i feel like a kid we are kids we're just kids but i'm in my late 20s you're in your mid 20s i'm in my mid to late 20s (laughs) that's true and I just feel like there's so much more to go. It's but so I think about crazy. the way I thought of 26-year-olds when I was a child. And I'm like, oh, you're the oldest person in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I still feel like a kid. Very much so. Yeah. I don't know how anything about how the world works. Yeah. But it's so crazy. Trying to figure it out. Well, I would say that regardless of all the, the struggles we have faced, especially given the ones we talked about in our financial episode, mm-hmm. we're doing pretty well. No, yeah, we're slaying. Yeah. Hard. So with that in mind, yep. what advice would you offer what to be where you are right now? What advice would you offer? Yeah. Uh, it kind of um, sucks because I feel like most of our conversations end with me saying something along the lines of what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just because I'm passionate about this and I believe in it. Mm-hmm. And that is like, take the time to get to know what you truly value and what you truly care about mm-hmm. and prioritize those things and figure out how to prioritize those things. Mm-hmm. And that will kind of tie into everything else you're doing. So it's mm-hmm. like, for me, like I want to live in a clean home. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like mess. So I want to live in a clean home. Like mm-hmm. I like doing fun things. So mm-hmm. I need to budget fun money. Mm-hmm. Like I drive a lot. So I've got to like have a lot of gas and have a car that isn't like a crazy gas car and just like things like that, that I'm prioritizing. So it's like, okay, for me, how do I need to live my life so that I can prioritize the things that I really value? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just learning that. And it's all about, I feel like also just learning more and more about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that was like, the biggest thing that as I was becoming more independent and as I am becoming more important, more important. Oh, Freudian slip. You are becoming more important. Uh, (laughs) As I'm becoming more independent every day still, Mm -hmm. like I'm just a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like learning about myself more. Totally. I think so too. Sometimes I feel like I don't know one thing about myself. Yeah. But, yeah. Still. Why are you laughing at me? I don't know. Speaking of independence really quick, can I just say this? I had this thought the other day, and I was like, wow, I am a slayer. Okay. I um, love my car so much. Wow. Okay, good. I just literally – I was thinking about this the other day because – like, I bought this car completely by myself, and, like, wow. I'm paying for it completely by myself, and it's, like, it was a very smart financial de- decision. It mm-hmm. wasn't just a car that I really wanted. It was, mm-hmm. like, a car that I went to it being, like, okay, what is a car that's made to live in L.A.? Mm-hmm. And I freaking love my car so much, and mm-hmm. it's going to last me so long. And it was one of those things where it's, like, dang, this was such a smart decision, mm-hmm. but I also, like, genuinely love it. 
This actually plays directly into the advice that I was about to give. Let's go. I think that independence is just a series of calculated risks. Mm. Like, you have to take risks to live independently. Yeah. Every decision you're going to make has a world of cons. Yeah. So, I think get really into pros and cons lists. Like, I was thinking the same thing buying my car. Yeah. Like, I bought a used car. It was expensive. Great in a lot of ways. But... (laughs) I mean, fantastic. It was a fantastic car. It just had a high mileage. Yeah. Um, and so it was just like the risk of, I mean, you know, like, am I going to run this car into the ground? Is it going to whatever? Or And it can pay off. It paid off with me moving to LA yeah. with zero dollars and zero cents. Yeah. But the risk that I took was, let me take this job just to, you know, survive, literally just survive in LA so that I'll be in the city to get something different. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. It was a calculated risk. Yeah. At the same time, I've definitely taken risks where it's like, why did I do that? Yeah. You know? I mean, you learn from that. You just, you learn from it. Like, yeah, yeah you just have to be willing. I agree. And take a chance on yourself. Take a chance. Be bold. You never know but how I, strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. It's actually so crazy. Yeah. And also, like, I, we're going to do a whole other episode in the future about, like, moving away and how to move away, mm-hmm. especially, like, as far as we did, literally mm-hmm. across the country. Yeah. But one last piece of advice, if you're struggling with finding independence, if you are old enough, aka, like, an adult, mm-hmm. aka 18, get the heck out of your parents' house. Just if, try. If yeah. it's going to, like, be good for your mental health and whatever yeah, else. Yeah. It's like, if you can find a way to do that, like, you'll have you will learn so many things about yourself Mm -hmm. and just be forced to grow up Mm -hmm. so quickly. It's kind of crazy. It's a kick in the pants. It is. Survival. Like Like I said, I wasn't doing a dang thing until I moved out by myself. It's true. You have no idea what you're capable of. Nope. No idea. It's crazy. You're very strong. You're very powerful. You are. You. You're being addressed. We're pointing at the mic right now. (laughs) You are capable of more than you think you are. Yeah, exactly. We love you. We love you so much. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a kiss on the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, are we done? Yeah, I think so. It okay. was a good talk. It was a good talk. All right, love you. You can do it. Yeah. Um, follow us on whatever podcasting platform you like. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Leave a five star review. Um, follow us on Instagram. Yes, we're on Instagram now. We are. It's uh, O T A B Pod. I tried to spell it out, got too long. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about us podcast is like a hundred characters. Yeah. So. Or you can find us at at Katie Jukes mm-hmm. and, and at Kika Chatterjee, and you'll find the podcast via those Instagrams as well. Yeah, we're around. Okay, love you. Love you. Have a good week. Bye.